Oh, hello, and welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 75, um, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Obviously, if you've gotten to episode 75, you know that, but if this is your first episode, welcome. Please listen to the last 74 episodes in your spare time and catch up on all the great guests that I've had. Um, Before we jump into it, I wanted to tell you about the new bribery that I have for you. If you leave a review on iTunes, then I will pick a winner once a month to win a $25 Starbucks gift card. Um, Not that I don't like to support local. I do love Starbucks. Um, Starbucks is just the easiest to give away on the internet because they make it really easy. So that's what we're going to do. Leave me a review and rating, please. And I will pick a winner every month. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Please leave a nice review. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to be honest. However, the worst review, if you scroll in the reviews that I got is someone gave me a one star because, and I quote, they don't even talk about pools. So if you're going to leave a review like that, please just DM me and I will just give you a Starbucks gift card. You were the winner. Don't leave a review like that. But I've kept that one there because I mean, sorry to disappoint everybody, the Poolside podcast is not about pools. So wanted to put that out there. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is that I do not want to have a long intro, even though this one is now turning into a long intro. However, I want to start including little tidbits here and there, um, either about myself or my life or business, marketing, productivity, tips and hacks that I am working on or I've learned recently just to keep everyone on the same page. Um, So that's the plan moving forward. Today, I was going to talk about time blocking um, or time batching, however you want to say it. Uh, My schedule is literally all over the place all of the time and I'm trying really hard to rein it in and become not more organized because I actually feel like I have decent time management. It's just, I spend a lot of time driving from one thing to the other or starting and stopping because I just can't schedule things properly. And so I'm trying really hard to time block. I started every night and this just, I feel very satisfied when I do this every night before I go to bed. Um, I put in my calendar what I'm working on the next day. So already in my calendar is like meetings or coffee dates or fitness classes or anything that I've already previously scheduled. But in the spare time, like in the calendar, I add in which clients I'm working on when and for how long. So it gives me time, like an hour to three hours even to work on a specific client and get things done rather than just doing like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there um, and not really getting very far. So that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm trying. I've been doing it for a week and it actually has worked quite well. Shout out to all my clients who now have everything they've ever asked from for me. So it's been great. Um, I don't like color code or anything because I don't have time for that. But if you're using it on Google Calendar, I think you can color coordinate based on like clients or projects or work slash life if you wanted to. I just put it in my like phone calendar, Apple calendar. And there is no color coordinating happening, but it just helps me like see my whole day and lets me sit there for an hour or two hours without worrying about what I have to do next because it's already scheduled. So that's my little tidbit for today. And 
My guest for today's interview is Brianna Hallett. She is the owner and CEO of Swizzle Sticks Salon and Spa. This was a great interview to have. It was kind of just like one of those moments of the companies that you've known for so long. Um, I have been going to Swizzle Sticks for a very long time. My mom is going there probably even longer. She used to bring us there for massages and manicures and pedicures um, back when we were young. So I have known about the company for a long time. Um, Brianna became the owner and CEO four years ago, and she shares her journey on becoming the CEO and what the transition was like from employee to CEO and how she's incorporated some of her own values into the company as she has been there building it up. Uh, Swizzle Sticks recently adopted 100,000 bees, and we talk about how that initiative came about and why supporting the bees is so important to her and to Swizzle Sticks as a business. We also talk about the importance of having a charity aspect to your business and how to pick a charity to support. Um, I really like what Brianna has done with this bee initiative. The bees are slowly dying, and I think we need to help them. Plus, who doesn't love good honey on your toast, you know? So this is a great interview. I really like it. It's always good to hear about companies that are giving back, even if our city and businesses um, are still recovering from the recession. But just as Brianna says, when you listen to it, that even if you're just starting a business, you probably should have a charity aspect to it because there's no reason to not give back. So with that, let's jump into it. This is Brianna. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here in Swizzle Sticks with Brianna. Yes. Hello. Thanks for Welcome. joining me. Um, do you want to start by introducing yourself and give us two fun facts? Oh, two fun facts. Um, my name is Brianna Howlett. I'm the owner of Swizzle Sticks Salon Spa. Um, fun fact, I've been behind the chair as a hairdresser for 20 years, which is kind of crazy. And uh, I like to blow stuff up. I do fireworks sometimes on the side. I have a yeah. bit of a gunpowder addiction. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in your backyard? or No, no. We do like the Airdrie Canada Day fireworks show oh. every year. So we do like the big bombs. Cool. Yeah. Do you do Global Fest then or do you just go no, watch Global Fest? No, I haven't done Global Fest no. yet. Interesting. That is no. a fun fact. I would love to be back there though, just yeah. to smell the gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just addicted to gunpowder. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good smell. I don't know. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you study in school and what did you initially think you were going to do when you grew up? Was hair always a thing? Oh yeah. yeah. Hair was always a thing. So even as far back as like the Barbie dolls had the best hair. My dad had, you know, the the male pattern baldness developed, so he had really good chest hair. I'd put, like, breaths in his chest hair because that's the only hair I could play with on his, you know. It, it sounds weird, but it was totally legit. Hair was a thing. Hair was always a thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, and how did you get from that to becoming the owner and CEO of Swizzle Six? Well, truth be told, I sort of wanted to buy every salon I ever worked at. So I always had the entrepreneurial spirit and I'm glad that it took so long to actually get an owner to say yes to me because I would have still been at Red Deer in a little mom and pop shop. And as much as I probably would have liked that at the time, I'm glad that I waited for an awesome facility. Like it's just been really cool to take over a landmark establishment in Calgary. Right. And when did you take over? So 2014, uh, officially bought the salon and spa. 
So it's been just over five years at wow. the helm. Yeah. Thank That's you. Awesome. We've, I've been coming here since I was like young. My mom's yeah. addicted to swimming sticks. So. That's awesome. So yeah. So I've always come here for massage and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and what have been the biggest challenges since stepping into this role? Since you were behind the chair for so long, now you're yeah. head honcho. Um, I think I chose the like most intense five years to start a business. Yeah. In the economy and <laughs> provincial government, federal government. Yeah. The biggest challenge I think is just trying to handle the extreme learning curve. So I, for years I've called it the learning corner because there was no like arc. It was just like you hit a wall and then you had to go somewhere else. Just adjusting to that and like retraining your brain and yeah, learning that marketing was like actually a huge hat that I was wearing now. And everything that I kind of had thought initially going into it really was nothing at all reality. Like it's like, and readjust to reality. So that's right. Yeah. And can you give us like an example of one of those walls that you hit? <clears throat> oh my God. How you turn the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think because 2014 was still a really good year in Calgary. So I was really used to, you know, paying accounts payable, like in full, getting my stack every week or every month and just signing it all. And that was it. I think a big corner was when it was like, okay, and now we have to pick and choose a little bit, like who gets paid this week, who we have to hold for a week, who we have to, you know, call and like beg for mercy. So I think just the learning curve of like humility in that way and learning how to run a really tight ship and where to like, where you could cut and where you really couldn't, what, yeah, where was your line in the sand? Like where was, where was my line in the sand as far as like keeping culture going and like the team going and education and right. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of small businesses can relate to that for sure. Especially in Calgary in the last five years. Yeah. 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 The ones that are around still deserve a drink. Yes, well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, you're in a very prominent location in Calgary as well. So you yeah. have to, like, hold strong, like, in the heart of Kensington. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah, and I've watched my neighbors and community members totally suffer. And, yeah, I mean, really, it has been. What's cool, though, is a community that's around, and it's it's gotten so much tighter. So I feel like everybody's banded together and really helps support each other. So there's a lot more, like, collaboration happening and like community support, being local. I love that. So right. that's obviously the good that comes out of the recessions. I yeah. think that always is the way it goes. Totally. When I think Calgary already is a strong community in that way, and this is just kind of like everyone is now like, hey, let's support local and let's yeah. back everybody up kind of thing, which is nice. Totally. Um, and so what we're really here to talk about yeah. is your new initiative that you yes. launched, which is adopting 100,000 bees. Yeah. So do you want to just... <laughs> Talk about that and how that started with uh, Aveda and everything to go with that. Yeah, so we were at a, an Aveda hair show probably five years ago, right at the beginning of this new adventure. And they were showing a slideshow and a little presentation of the plight of the bees. And it just, like, it broke our hearts. It's like they literally ship these little bees up. They put them in semi-trailers and ship them from field to field in California, like from almond field to almond field. It's all monocrops, so they're not getting a variety of food. And literally, like, these bees were being born as slaves. Like, that's what it really did feel like. And we came back to Calgary, and it really was the one thing we took away. And we just had to get involved. So we started snooping around Calgary, and we found Elise Watson, who was the founder of ABC Bees. 
and they're actually in their 10th year now, which is awesome. Um, the first year we were just behind the bee season. So we actually ended up doing some Earth Month fundraising and we got them two bikes because they would beekeep on bikes all along the river paths. Oh, okay, cool. So we got them two bikes the first year. And then the next year we got them a bunch of bee suits that were co-branded, which is kind of fun. And then the next year we got some hives. We got one hive and then the next year another hive. And this past Earth Month, those two hives moved to my yard. Yeah, so the cool thing is, is that since we've started this bee journey and getting to know the bees and that community and like, oh my gosh, they're just such an amazing culture. Um, my partner started doing his bee certification. So last summer he literally apprenticed with Elise and he learned basically how to take care of the hives because I was still a bit on the outside. Like I was really good at talking about the bees and supporting them, but to be up close and personal, that was more him. So yeah, he's like, let's do it. Let's just bring them home. So we have a lot of bees in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. Is it terrifying that there's no. bees in the yard? Okay. Because that's my, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> like, you no, know, you should you know. visit one day. Okay. Yeah. And we'll is it you in, are you in Calgary? Yes. Like we're in Signal Hills, so okay. the Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. How do your neighbors feel about your bees? The neighbors, honestly, they're all gardeners, okay. so that helped initially. Yeah. Um, we chatted with them a little bit last year when we were talking about the idea, and they were all over it. And then our next-door neighbor's house went up for sale, and I was like, oh, okay, let's see what happens. And it was literally listed as we got the hives. I was right. like, I hope this doesn't like hurt their chances right. of selling. <laughs> it did not. And actually, the new neighbors have an 18-month-old, and they're totally jazzed about the they're like, oh my God, we want to come over and like see what you guys are doing. So I think, I think everybody's hearing enough about the bees struggling that they're just really supportive and everybody's learning how to differentiate between a wasp and a bee. And right. Like you have to know the things that buzz and they're not all a-holes. Yes, know? totally. <laughs> Some are our friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I do, I feel like the bee like awareness movement yes, is coming. Totally. Um, I've interviewed like Asia from Drizzle and she was, she's super involved yes. in like the bee community as well. So it's coming to a forefront and like, this might sound like a dumb question, but um, is it, do you use it in hair products? Like, is it related oh. to that? Like, cause why was Aveda involved in it? Like, is it just like the love of the bees or is it yeah. actually like in a product? No, Aveda really just, they've always had their kind of environmental missions okay. and they would bring up, things that are happening in the world just to share. So we kind of took that to the next level and started supporting the bees. Um, currently, we just sell our honey. So it's called Swizzle Sticky and it's in store. Actually, for the rest of August, it's um, buy two for $20. So that's pretty cool. Um, but going forward, we're talking with Sunny Cider about doing collaborations. So they're going to make us a honey cider. That's going to be cool. a little more like a rosé honey cider. I don't know. It sounded very right. good and yeah. kind of pink and bubbly, and I'm all over it. So we're going to do that. And then we might also do a lotion and a lip chap oh. to start with. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. it is in. really so good for the skin and body. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, and then we hit, like we said before, like supporting local, you get away from the like manufactured chemical stuff. And yes. Everyone's about that now. Totally. So. And actually, it's really good for allergies. So if you have allergies in Calgary, you do want to get local honey because that's like a little cross section of all the allergens mm. and then it's a bit like a vaccine interesting yeah I didn't know that yeah there we there we go i know <laughs> the benefits keep going totally um and to just touch a little bit more on the bees um based on just like the knowledge and experience and talk to everybody why is it so important to support the bees and make sure they're having a happy life yeah 
Well, the bees really do feed us. So there's lists and lists of things that we wouldn't get to eat without the bees. And there's two things that seriously stand out on that list to me, and it's coffee and chocolate. So imagine life without coffee and chocolate. And that is literally gone. Like no bees, no chocolate. I don't know. Right. That really affects me. That like hits home. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. And coffee, are you kidding? Like how <laughs> yeah. many grumpy people would there be in this world without the bees? Interesting. Be and is it because they're pollinating? Yes. The, pollinating. the plants. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. People probably don't know that either. So. No. And there's like, there's a lot of good stuff on that list. Look it up. I want to say it's on the ABC website mm-hmm. actually. And it's like avocados, strawberries, like all things that are so delicious and nutritious. Right. Just go away. Yeah. Yeah. So we do need them. It is a co-existence. Like, we need to figure out how to work together with them. Totally. Well, not have any, like, animal cruelty. Yes. That has been happening. Rumor has it. Well, I mean, pesticides and herbicides, it actually just weakens. It weakens the hives. Right. So they can't fight off things like there's some mites that go around sometimes. They total, like, they could be totally wiped out. Some of the hives in the last year, two years ago, one of our hives was completely wiped out. So it's like, it's a serious thing. It totally affects right. them. So they need to be strong. And that's why things like monocrops is also bad because it doesn't give them enough variety. So you want you want to have flowers out there. You want to have lots of blooming trees and fruits and to give them lots of variety of protein that keeps the hive really healthy. Right, and making it as natural as possible then. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, and what are some of the other ways that statistics has been reducing... Um, their environment, environmental wow. impact and increasing social impact. Yeah. Well, we do work with a really awesome company called Green Circle Salons. And they are a company based out of Toronto. Um, I like they just, they take everything. Like over 90% of our waste gets uh, diverted or recycled, including things like human hair. So all the hair that we cut off your head goes into a big bucket and gets shipped to a Lehman Center. And in the remand center, the prisoners or workers, let's call them workers, they actually stuff oil booms, like they'll stuff nylons and essentially make oil booms out of this hair. And the cool part about that is that hair will absorb up to 90% of its weight in liquid. And the coolest thing is that you can reclaim the oil from the hair by squeezing it out and then reuse the boom. So a lot of traditional oil booms, you cannot reuse. It's kind of a one-shot deal. You can't reclaim the oil. So human hair is super valuable in that way so it keeps trash out of our you know landfills and helps clean up oil that's pretty cool that's cool yeah. didn't know that either so. yeah it's very oh, cool that is cool and then actually our coffee company they uh, they come back and take our grounds and it's used towards fertilizer at a mushroom farm around calgary oh, that's cool. so it's little things yeah mm-hmm. we do a lot of little things that create a big impact right and has this been since you've become CEO or has it always kind of been like in the company? I know it's like now it's been in the last few years that everybody's kind of stepped up their yeah. game, but just wanted to. I think environmental sustainability and awareness and responsibility has always been a swizzle sticks pillar for sure. But there's just so much more you can do now. So, I mean, we've always recycled. We used to pay a, a separate company to come pick up our recyclables that weren't taken from the city. So now the cool thing about Green Circle is actually we share the cost of that with our guests. So if you ever come in for a service, you'll see a little ECI fee on there, and that's Environmental Contribution Initiative, and it's $1.50. And it's really just a way to help 
make our guests aware of what we're doing as well, and then it offsets the cost a little bit too, so everybody's now involved. Right. Yeah. Cool. And have you taken any of your like personal values and brought them into Social Six along the way? Oh yeah. Like personal values. I mean, I always think that everybody feels better when they look better, and it could be vice versa. It could be feeling better so they look better, or look better so they feel better. Um, that's huge. I think that really goes back to my grandma. She wrote in a book years and years ago. You know, take care of yourself for your own sake. Like, put some effort in for your own sake. And that's, I think that totally goes through the whole company now. Everybody just feels good, so they look good, and they look good, so they feel good, and that's what we want to do for our guests. Right. No, I love that. When I feel like we're in such a weird time right now where there's so much social media and so much, like, we're talking about how we look, and it feels like you can't do it if it's not going to be for for someone else, but to actually do it for yourself. People need to, like, just step back and do the self-care and self-love. It is the self-care. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Because no one, you don't feel good about yourself and you're just like walking around and you don't feel good, then you just, your whole energy, I feel, changes. Absolutely. And then you can't actually help other people. You can't pour totally. from an empty cup. So fill yourself up first. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Swizzle Six does it all. So yeah. you, can, you can feel good inside and out here. <laughs> yes. Um, and based on your experience, how should a business owner, or like a small business owner in Calgary, um, incorporate socially responsible initiatives into a business um, in a way that makes sense for the brand rather than just doing it to like say they do it Mm -hmm. I think that that actually has to be a personal connection so the bees works for me because I learned about the bees and got to know the bees and now it's really part of my DNA so that's why I can talk about it and be so excited about it and like every time I talk to certain people they're like oh my god I learned something about the bees every time I'm with you I'm just excited about it I think if you're just doing it for you know the to look good or for the likes or followers I it doesn't, it's it's like surface. It doesn't get in there. So, and people can tell. Totally. So if ever you're going to do anything and social impact and, you know, it needs to be there in this day and age, I think businesses that don't have that are missing a huge part of it, but it needs to hit close to the home to that owner. Right. Yeah. Well, and even like you guys doing the bees where it's not necessarily anything to do with swizzle sticks so yeah. brands can still do that like find something that means something to you and just incorporate it into your brand exactly. rather than having to find one that just like fits with your brand exactly. and you don't really have any passion for so yeah. which is good um and i do i feel like businesses are slowly like moving into that taking their like extra money or extra care yeah <laughs> and giving, giving it away which is yeah. awesome because especially in calgary we need that everyone needs that extra help absolutely so and i think some of the um I'm losing my train of thought. Come on now, non-for-profits. I think they've really suffered in the economy. So if you can find something that brings you passion in that side of Calgary, then that's definitely, they could use it. Totally. Well, and reach out to do like a collaboration then. Like exactly. even if you can't just just give, right. I'm sure there's a give and take that you Absolutely. can work yeah. with. Um, and are there any like resources or tools that have helped you with this whole initiative? Like I know you had... Aveda and you work with um, like the bee company but would you say there's any like resources that you've used outside of that to help grow well I think that all of our brands like everything that we carry will always have a similar base like it's always going to be environmental it's always going to be sustainable it's going to treat their people really well Um, we've worked with comfort zone which is a new skincare line we brought in from Italy and they are a B Corp business which is amazing and just learning about what that meant kind of gives you you know like I feel like we're 
closer to where we were, but I still feel like we have so much farther to go to get to that level. So that's pretty cool too, to have some something to look forward to and strive towards. But yeah, I mean, just talk about it. You'll find somebody in a room, go out and like meet people and you'll probably find someone who you can connect with that brings right. you to other places. So especially in Calgary, it's such a small tight knit community. Everybody has something to offer if you just go out and meet people. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in your opinion, at what point should a business start to look at ways to reduce environmental impact um, or give back? Like, would you say, like, if you're just starting a business, because I know it can be overwhelming to already start a business or step into a new role, would you say there's, like, a moment, like, financially or just, like, a feeling or in your opinion? I, in my opinion, I think that should start before the business opens. I think that should be part of the building blocks for the business. And it really doesn't have to cost money. Like, it really could just be that you put a compost in the lunchroom. And then your culture of your employees, you know, compost. That's one small step, and it's free. So just kind of starting really small, but starting at the beginning, I think, is important. Because it's hard to shift a culture. And sometimes when the money starts flowing, there might be other fun things to do with it, you know? Right. <laughs> but if you're, exactly. if you're building it from the ground up with that in mind, yeah, you're definitely going to always do it. Right. Well, then I guess if you started with you, probably will attract people that also have the same values Absolutely. as well when you're building your business, yeah. which makes it less hard to incorporate that if no one's like fighting against you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple more questions just as a CEO part of it, back to like the business part of it. Yeah. Um, what would be your best advice for people stepping up into a new role or wanting to move up in a company, um, especially as a woman, what would you, what advice would you give? You will never be ready. I feel like especially women were always like, oh, well, once this happens, I'll be ready for it. No, just freaking do it. <laughs> like jump, honestly, because you will learn what you need to learn when you need to learn it. I think we're such planners and such like everything's lined up and like all perfect. And I think that it's never there's every day is the right time. Basically is what I'm trying to say. Just jump in. Right. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, and what are your favorite Hair products or skin products oh right my now? God, right now. Yeah. Okay, Comfort Zone seriously is my obsession. There is a gorgeous line within the line called Skin Regimen. It is made for the urban dweller, so very good for Calgarians and city dwellers. It actually has an aroma that makes your brain think that you're in the forest. So there's been a lot about forest bathing and like just the you know oils from the trees. It literally smells like that, and it was designed by neurologists to make your brain think that. So that's how I start my day in the morning, in the shower, washing my face, going through the forest. It's awesome. <laughs> um, that is a gorgeous line. It helps kind of block out free radicals, everything from living in the city. It is a beautiful, beautiful line. And we just actually brought in some lips, like liquid lip lavas, bodyography, and they stay on forever. And they're awesome. Cool. Really highly pigmented. Mm -hmm. So I've been loving that too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, and is there a podcast or book you would recommend to listeners? Mm. Either business related or just for fun? Hmm. Probably. Gosh, I've read so many books. Let me see here. I'm just going to go back. We're going to go back to the basics and like read The Secret because that's huge. We actually watched that the other day on Netflix. Coffee in hand, Sunday morning, watching The Secret. It's like, okay, those are some good things to remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to go back and, and just refresh totally. yourself. Yeah. And at least just to realize what you're thinking. 
like what are you actually putting out there what are you you know like sometimes you got to change your brain and i think especially calgarians need to maybe change their brain it's feeling more hopeful mm-hmm. but i think that's to be aware of what you're putting out there it's important so it's a good little reset yeah Love it. Um, and where can people find and connect with you and Swizzle Sticks? Yeah. So we have our Instagram, Swizzle Sticks Salon Spa, and Facebook, same name. And then if you want to connect with me, I'm actually Breezy Ann on Instagram. Breezy Ann. It's crazy. I'm sure you'll put something on there, hey? No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll spell it? Yeah, I'll okay. find it. I'll spell it. Link it yeah. below. People can find Beautiful. you. And yeah. then if anyone's ever in Kensington, it's yes. hard to miss. It so. is hard to miss. We're in the Point Building, right? Kensington, come on in. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and everyone should come check out the Yes. Two for one. <laughs> <laughs>